Good evening. Merry Christmas, River Valley. All surviving well, minus the cold, frigid temperatures. I get the joy of uh, escaping this cold weather and going to uh, sunny Oklahoma for a few days. So even if it's 40 degrees, that'll feel like a heat wave compared to this. That's like short weather for me. So for those of you that don't know, my name is Jared. And this Christmas Eve, I'll be reading out of a very familiar verse, probably the most quoted and remembered Bible verse of all time. So in John chapter 3, verse 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God, not sent, for God sent, not, sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So most quoted verse of all time, we can probably remember that verse from as far as we can remember back. But the important significance of it is this Christmas, we often remember it's not about Santa Claus, no. Santa Claus, no, no, not at all. It's about Jesus. We all know he was born of a virgin, you know, came through the world um, through a teenage girl, and that is the most precious gift that we all could have given for us, for, ever, for all of us to have. He came through the world so that he could save us from eternal separation. Best birth to have ever have happened, you know, in our lifetimes, and we could never be more grateful for that. This Christmas season, I would like to encourage you that maybe you don't always feel um, as happy in life. I heard, I heard the recent statistic that Christmas time is the highest time of the year that most people commit suicide. That's a very sad uh, statistic to, of course, hear, but the good news is that you have the good news. Jesus came and he was born and he came and died for your sins. It doesn't matter what you did. Maybe you have a certain addiction. Maybe you're depressed. Maybe you have a bad habit. Just surrender your life to Christ because the free gift is open for you. All you have to do is confess your sins and you'll be saved from all of your uncleanness. The blood of Jesus covers a multitude of sins. And so I'll pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that you were born. Thank you, Lord, that you came to save us from hell. Thank you, Lord, that you give us life every day. And thank you, Lord, for just life, abundant life. And Lord, I just thank you that we'll rejoice in you today, tomorrow, and forever as long as we live. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. He is worthy, isn't he? Amen. Glory to God. Well, before you sit down, why don't you greet at least 15 or 20 people? Wish them a Merry Christmas. Tell them that he is worthy. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, we're going we're gonna to receive an offering. And, uh, you know, somebody said one time that it wouldn't be church unless there was uh, preaching of the word, worship, and, a re and an offering received. So, I mean, we don't want to miss that. So... Uh, every year we receive an offering on Christmas Eve and that offering goes absolutely, every penny of it goes directly into benevolence. It goes into somebody with, that has a need throughout the year. Um, we, we have a, a, a giving that we do uh, monthly to
to the, the food shelf. We give monthly to the food shelf. We give monthly to the, uh, to the emergency fund in the St. Croix River Valley so that people who are, are transient, tr- moving through the area, people who are in need in our community who are not a part of our church, uh, we give to that monthly. And uh, th- that's not this money. That's not this offering here. Uh, but we've done that for, oh, decades now, many, many years, many, many years. Um, but this offering tonight is, for, is, is used for people that are in need within our own church, within our own body. And over the years, uh, this, this offering has really been a blessing, has really bailed people out in the worst kind of situations. We've, had, we've uh, been able to pay for operations, help pay for operations for people uh, that, are go- that weren't expecting something to happen, people who were in accidents, uh, helping them for, with food and, and those kind of things. We've paid uh, mortgages with this, this kind of money. We've paid months of, of mortgages. So we, we want to be a blessing to the community and give to the community, which we do. We do that. We take care of that. But then there's times when it's our people. And we, we want to be a blessing to our, our congregation, the people that, that are a part of this church. And we, we are very discretionary. We, we want to make sure that it goes for something that's really needed. And we, we take all those precautions. But yeah, it has been a huge blessing uh, over the years. And so that's what this offering is for. It's not going to pay for the lights. It's not going to, to do anything else other than help people that are in need in, the, in, in their worst possible time of need. Amen? So we're going to pray. And then we'll receive this offering. Father, I do thank you that in, in the beginning, you decided to give. You decided way back in the beginning to give Jesus for our Savior, for our salvation. You, you chose way back then to, to give out of the best that you had. To save us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. And tonight, as we prepare to give, as we give, I pray, Father, that, that out of this giving, will, that every need will be met, that there won't be a single thing that happens this year that can't be covered, that can't be uh, uh, helped, can't be protected, that every bit of it, this seed that's being sowed, it will produce a harvest 30, 60, even 100-fold in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas. So, I have said this before many times. There's kind of only one sermon to preach on Christmas Eve, isn't there? I mean, it's just kind of one topic. I mean, you can't pull up the four horsemen of the apocalypse. I mean, the crossing of the Red Sea might be able to be worked into a Christmas Eve message. I mean, there's kind of one message people are coming to expect, and, and it's kind of that one message that, you know, you, it's the same as it was last year. I could just say, watch last year's video of Pastor John Moe, and it's the same message. But tonight, we're going to do it a little bit different. Now, at first, you're going to think, what in the world? Who, who, who's supposed to be watching Pastor John? But turn with me, if you would, real quick, to Revelation. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, Revelation chapter 5. Revelation chapter 5, beginning with verse 1. Now, have you ever watched a movie or a TV show where they start out the whole, the show or the movie showing you the last scene of the movie? Have you ever seen that? And you're kind of going, what the heck is happening here? Why, why, 
Why are they showing us the end before the beginning? Because sometimes you need to understand the end to understand the context of the beginning and the whole story in between. So we're going to start at the end of, of this here. I, I've you know, looked this up. I've been, been meditating on this area here. And, and it's for a very specific reason. Revelation chapter 5, beginning with verse 1. John, remember John has been taken up into heaven. He has been given a revelation of things. Uh, some things that are to come, some things that are in the past, some things that are happening in the moment. But he's given this revelation, and this is what he sees. He sees things happening. Revelation chapter 5, beginning with verse 1, says, Then I, John, saw in the right hand of him who was seated on the throne a scroll written within and on the back, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seals? And no one, well, that's kind of important, make sure you, you, you take note of that, and no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look into it. And I began to weep loudly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or to look into it. I mean, if, there, if God is sitting on his throne and he has a scroll in his hand, how many of you know that that's an important scroll? And what's written in it is really important. And it'd be really good for people to know what's in the scroll. But the problem is that the, this angel stands up and says, there's nobody found worthy, there's nobody found worthy to open the scroll. And John he wants to know what's in the scroll. I want to know what's in the scroll. But John in the moment realizes if that scroll is so important and there's nobody that's worthy to open that scroll, what are we, what are we going to do? We have no hope. We have no, we don't have, we're not going to get the answer. In verse 5, And one of the elders said to me, Weep no more. Behold, here's where the good stuff, but wait. There's more. Weep no more. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. And between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders, I saw a lamb. Glory to God. I I saw a lamb standing as though it had been slain with seven horns and with seven eyes and with seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. And he went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who was seated on the throne. And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain in your blood, and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nations, and you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God. And they... Did you catch that? 
and they shall reign on the earth. Do you know that when Jesus died on that cross, it wasn't for him to reign. I mean, he's reigning. He's the name above all names. He's the power. We've been talking about authority here on Sundays. We've been talking about he is the name. But he did it so that they, anyone who's been saved by his blood, redeemed by his blood, bought with a price, anyone who's done that, they shall reign on the earth. Glory to God. Verse 11, Then I looked and I heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders the voice of many angels numbering myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who is slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever and the four living creatures said amen and the elders fell down and worshiped that's the end of the story the end of the story is he wins he's already won He's already, he has the name, he has the title, he has the throne, he is above, everything else is under his feet. And in this, in this picture, we see everything that has a name bowing its knee. Everything. Saying, you are worthy. You are worthy. I mean, that is the highest place of anyone, anywhere, anytime, any, for any reason. But look what he has to do what he had to do to get to this point. We're going to back up now. We're going to get out of Revelation so everybody can relax. <laughs> Philippians chapter 2, beginning with verse 5, says, Have this in mind. This is Paul writing to the Philippians. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. Who? And they're talking about him about Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross." Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. There it is again. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Interesting how scripture interlocks. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus was with God. He was with God in the beginning. It says that nothing that's made on this earth or anywhere, anywhere, nothing was made except unless it was made by him. He was the greatest. He had the name. He had the place. He, and, but it, they, there needed to be someone who could open that scroll. And God the Father knew there's only one person, a person who had everything, decided to give it all up, to cast it all down, to give up literally everything. 
not only their place in heaven, not only the riches and the glory of heaven, not the ease and everything else, but come to this earth, be born in a barn, to suffer everything that you've suffered, to deal with everything you've dealt with. He chose... Jesus chose to be obedient, it says. It says he lowered himself. He said, yes, Father, I will lower myself to be obedient to you, to whatever you say. And his Father said, even to the point of death. And Jesus said, yes, not my will, but yours be done. Which is the exact opposite the complete opposite of what Satan, Adam, and everybody else in this world had done and has done. He's the only one who's worthy. Why is he worthy? Because he, he emptied himself of everything that he had ever been. And he said, I want to honor you, God, with everything. And that brings us to this part which I know everybody wanted me to start with, Luke chapter 2. But Jesus lowered himself to become the spotless, sacrificial lamb that we we read about in Revelation. Luke chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. Let Christmas commence. In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinus was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, The time came for them to give birth. Her, yes, her. Sometimes I'm reading two lines ahead. It's okay, I'm sorry. This, never mind, I won't go there. All right, her, she gave birth, she. I went there anyway. Where was I? Six, verse seven. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto us is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. Remember that. This is going to come back to this. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with an angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Jesus was born. 
And the first people to hear about it, and you've heard this, that's, you see what I'm saying? It's this, this the same sermon every year. The first people to hear about it were shepherds, lowly shepherds. But what we don't know, most people don't know, I didn't know until I started doing more research into it, is that they weren't just any kind of shepherds. They were in Bethlehem. Have you ever heard of a gentleman by the name of Rabbi Jason Sobel? Rabbi Jason Sobel. He teaches and has, he's done the research and, and has studied the, the everything. And he said, in that area of Bethlehem, at that time of year, in probably that vicinity, in that moment, those shepherds were not just regular shepherds. Those shepherds were in charge of the lambs that would be sacrificed at the next Passover. And they were getting ready for those, those sheep, those lambs, to be born. And it wasn't just they got born and then they kind of followed them around until it was time for the Passover. No, they were special lambs. Those lambs could not have a blemish, an injury, a scratch. They could, they, they, it had to be absolutely perfect. So when those lambs were born and those special shepherds were taking care of them, those shepherds, once that, that, that lamb was born, the first thing they did is they picked up that lamb, that Passover destined lamb, and they took them into the caves so that nobody could, no, no animals could get to them. They'd be protected from storms and everything else. And they would wrap them in swaddling cloths to protect their skin, to protect their, you know, their body so that they wouldn't get into to thorns and thickets. And they, if they did, that the, the swaddling cloth is what would be torn. That's why the angel said to those shepherds, I'm going to give you a sign because tonight, this day, born in the city of Bethlehem is Christ the Lord. And you'll find him wrapped in swaddling cloths because he's the perfect Passover lamb. None of this was by mistake. None of this was by chance. Everything that happened, everything that God did from the very beginning when he saw that man needed a savior, he systematically moved forward and he told the story over and over and they told the story over and over about that man needed redemption and that they had to, to have these lambs that were perfect and every year they had to be had to be watched and cared for and then they had to be, be, be made sure that they were perfect. Because if they weren't, they wouldn't be worthy. But the first time we see Jesus, he's, in, he's already fulfilling what God had set out eons before. That he would be that perfect sacrificial lamb. And he would be worthy once he had walked his whole life and was obedient even unto death. And when he came, when he got to heaven, he was able to take that scroll and open it for it to be fulfilled. This Christmas, as, as we remember what Jesus did, please stand with me. Remember 
how he emptied himself of his deity, of his, not his deity, but of, of his grandeur, of his power. How he lowered himself and came to this earth and was born in a manger. How he was obedient to everybody he needed to be obedient to, his parents, the authorities, but ultimately his father. And as he did that, he made a way where there was no way. 2,000 years ago in the middle of a Judean desert, light came into the earth. For the first time, darkness, the scripture said gross darkness, that people that were in darkness saw light. And every Christmas Eve, we commemorate that light by having, by ending our service with lighting of candles and singing of Silent Night. So as we sing tonight, remember what Jesus did. And if you're not born again, whether you're here in this room, whether you're watching online, whether you're watching years down the road and you bumped into this video, Jesus died for your sins. And the way to salvation is to call upon the name of the Lord. Jesus, I believe what you did on that cross for me pays for my sins and receive the free gift of salvation. You don't have to join this church. You don't have to join any church. You don't have to give any money. You don't have to do anything. He did it all for you. He was the only one that was worthy. I encourage you right now, don't, take it, don't, don't wait another minute. Just say, Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. I want you to be the Lord of my life. And when you do that, you step over from death to life. So I'm going to start lighting candles here as we sing. And then light the persons next to you and behind you and so on and so on. My part here is done and when the when the worship team is done, you're dismissed. Merry Christmas. We love you guys. Have a wonderful Christmas and we'll see you in the new year.